So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Secret number 160, don't touch other people's crayons. We learn things like this in kindergarten and growing up, right? It's like, these are yours, those are his, don't touch those, you have your own. I bring this up because one of the challenges that I had growing up with my single mom whose emotions were kind of up and down was I really was affected by her emotional ups and downs. And so when her emotions went up and down, I tried to kind of get my hands into it, like cheer her up if she was down or back off a little if she was starting to get upset or mad. I was adapting myself. I was being trained into being a good codependent that her feelings and my feelings were enmeshed. In other words, I stopped being able to tell the difference between her feelings and her needs and what Barry felt and needed to do. In fact, her crayons, my crayons, there was no difference. It was just everybody's crayons. In your dating and relationship life, one of the reasons that you can end up putting your needs last or putting your needs aside is feeling responsible for other people's feelings, not being able to tell the difference between what's yours and what's theirs, which things belong to me that I'm responsible for, and which things don't belong to me that, yeah, in kindergarten terms, it's like I keep my hands off of those. So for example, in my early part of my relationship with Anna, if I came home and Anna was having a bad day and she was cranky, because look, we all have bad days. Nana's generally a very happy person, but when she would have a bad day, it would unsettle me. Because again, as someone who felt responsible for other people's feelings, I wasn't able to just put that over there and say, well, that's hers. You know, she's having a bad day. Instead, it would bring up the feeling of, I don't feel comfortable. I can't be happy and enjoying myself if she's grumpy. We can't be having two separate, distinct days and feelings and moods, almost like it's, uh, it's not okay for me, or I don't have permission, or it won't be safe for me to be okay if she's not. Now, that's different. See, being codependent makes you identify so strongly with it that, for instance, you can't be happy while somebody else is sad or upset or angry. That is different than saying, hey... I'm having a great day, but I can see my partner struggling. So I'm going to at least be supportive. I'll offer, I'll, I'll reach out, I'll be available to, hey, is there anything I can do? That's different than tiptoeing around them or you can't be laughing at a show that you're watching because they're in a grumpy mood in the other room and you need to walk on eggshells or change yourself. Learning the distinction between what's mine, what belongs to me, and what's theirs and belongs to them frees you of this codependent living, of this sharing in the fate of, if you're unhappy, I must experience the same codependent, commiserating emotion as you. Or I must try to 
change yours so that I feel safe. What belongs to them are their feelings. If they're sad that you break up with them, for instance, like some of my clients who, one client who kept wanting to break up with a guy up till the time she worked with me, she's like, I've been wanting to break up with him, but when I'm about to, he gives me sad puppy dog eyes. And I'm just like, oh no, and he'll be hurt and he'll be sad. His feelings became her responsibility in those moments. That's the same as touching other kids' stuff in kindergarten, taking their crayons. It's not yours. Don't touch it. It doesn't belong to you. Him being sad is his. It's his emotion. It's his feeling. It's his business and responsibility to deal with. As she began to learn that and really embrace and get comfortable with it, we had to do some diving deeply into where that began for her with her mom in childhood and use some tools to shift it. But once she felt capable of letting his emotions be his responsibility. Another way we put it is that's his problem, but that's the less kind way to say the same thing. He owns those. Let him be sad if that's his feeling that he has when something like this happens. It's not my responsibility to prevent it or fix it. So long as I'm being honest, hey, I'm not in love with you. I don't think we should stay together. It's time for us to end things. Of course, he's normal, human, he's going to be sad, but that's not yours, that's his. Yours is claiming your truth, saying it with you know, honesty, with self-love, and without shame or apology or cruelness. But it's not cruel just to state your own feelings. Those are yours. That's what belongs to you, your responsibility to yourself. This can be true on dates. If you feel responsible for other people, then you're going to maybe sleep with a guy when you didn't really feel like sleeping with him because you felt a little bit of pressure about how he'd feel, what he'd expect. He, 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 instead of me and what I need and want. Soon as you stop touching other kids' crayons, as soon as you stop taking ownership for other people's feelings as if they belong to you to take care of, you can focus on your own or sometimes the way to success is you start by focusing on your own feelings and minding your own emotions and your own responsibility for self-care. And that will allow you the freedom and permission to stop tending to everyone else's. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help. Because I'm on a mission to help one million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.